1: That's right, my name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I'm joined by Leonora Corvota. Hello, Leonora.
2: Good morning, Scott.
1: So, you know, Matt Gates is in some serious trouble. Yes. And um, he's pushing back, though. He's fighting back. He says, The allegations against me are as searing as they are false. Matt Gates responds to a scurrilous hit piece by the New York Times. And... What's interesting is, well, it says he was with a 17-year-old woman. Right. And he's denying, denying that. Investigators are examining whether Mr. Gates violated federal sex trafficking laws. A variety of federal statutes make it illegal to induce someone under 18 to travel over state lines to engage in sex in exchange for money or something of value. The Justice Department regularly prosecutes such cases, and offenders uh, often receive severe sentences. It was not clear how Mr. Gates met the girl, believed to be 17 at the time of the encounters, but two years ago, the investigators are scrutinizing, according to two of the people. Now, that being said, he's pushing back, saying that um, he, he wants to a full accounting of what the FBI and the DOJ uh, did. He said okay. he
2: and his family have been victims of an organized criminal extortion involving a former DOJ official seeking $25 million while, and I'm quoting Gates here, threatening to smear my name.
1: Yeah, yeah, the headline here goes Matt Gates demands FBI DOJ to release recording of former DOJ official threatening his family with extortion. Alleged former DOJ official implicated and named. See, so yeah, unlike the Democrats, the Republicans, like Matt Gates will name the names, you know? Not like Eric Ciaramella, who remains... An undisclosed secret that if you mention Eric C. Armella's name on Facebook, for some reason that post will actually be taken down. Yeah, it's it's the weirdest thing.
2: Well, it's the weirdest thing about how More certain Stephan people, Halper. how certain people are protected and others are turned into sacrificial lambs.
1: Right. And, I'm and, bringing
2: and the, that up just in time for Easter.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And Stefan Halper and Eric C. Armella... Made up their stories They were part of these hoaxes And uh, the Russian hoax Or the Ukrainian Perfect call hoax um, And they were given uh, A buffer between the press And themselves this is, a, this is so organized It's so rigged It's sort of like In the, in the era of Trump Everybody was so happy when Trump won in 2016 because we all sort of knew that he was going to be throw political correctness out the window.
2: We also knew that he was going to provide entertaining coverage of what was going on in politics on a daily basis. You remember we talked about that how it would be a show every day and it certainly was. One more comment about Gates which I don't think you've mentioned yet is that the probe has emerged from his prosecution of a former Seminole County tax collector Joel Greenberg. That's something that was mentioned in the in the New York Times. So, you know, there is something behind this Allegation.
1: Wait, say that again?
2: Uh, okay, so what I said, the pro, okay, federal authorities are investigating potential sex trafficking violations by U.S. Rep. Matt Gates. a probe that emerged from the prosecution of a former Seminole County tax collector, Joel Greenberg. So I'm wondering if there was, you know, something connected with Greenberg that where they went after Gates. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm, the the information is just emerging, but it came in the probe of another
1: person. Oh, so they were probing this other guy, right? And oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that's interesting. Well, we'll see what happens. You know, I mean, the story about Matt Gates was different than him being with a seventeen-year-old yeah. woman. Right. It was more like uh, there's been accusations about how he adopted. Um, You know, uh, a teenage son, and that uh, there may have been some impropriety there, but we like Matt Gates right now. I don't know. I don't have. We met him. I don't don't have any, any, uh, anything about Matt Gates that I know of, Um, and that's why you hate to see these things because it just sort of doesn't make sense. You know that that kind of, um, those kind of allegations don't don't seem to add up to the reality. The only
2: way it makes sense is we have the liberals always out there trying to find a conservative scapegoat. And if they, you know, and they, they find some grain of something and they try to turn it into a whole loaf of bread. You know, and that's what you see happening constantly. So it it will be very interesting, but you know, Gates has maintained you know his innocence in this. He also has made the comment that people have mischaracterized his past generosity to former girlfriends as something other than just generosity.
1: Right. Well, that being said, we we need to worry about as a party. I, I think this is this is some this is the work of a uh, a Mike Pence or a Lindsey Graham or a. Uh, uh, this is this to me seems like something that um would be something that ronald mcdaniel would do mm-hmm. um in order to get the heir apparent to trump you know because Mac gates definitely has doubled down with his support of trump
2: and you and the event we were involved with last year he was like the most popular man at the time
1: mm-hmm. yeah and and you know he actually he um he had a vote on i think it was iran or something he had one one of his votes. Was I know it? the one you're talking Which about. Which one he, was it?
2: I think it, yeah. I, I think it had something to do with RAN as you're saying. And he didn't vote. Um, he didn't vote with Trump on that. About right. His vote was not pro Trump in yeah. that one instance.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that, but other than that, um, you know, when nobody had Trump's back, people like Jim Jordan and Matt Gates had Trump's back, and that was a good thing to see. Um, and that's why I think that there's going to be some hell to pay with respect to the GOP uh, going after uh, anything Trump. They're trying to tarnish and taint Trump. Now Trump is coming out with uh, a platform, a social media platform that might be a game changer. So we'll, see, we'll we're keeping our eyes on that, and um, we have to because Joe Biden put Susan Rice in charge of an effort to expand mail-in voting to make it easier for Democrats to steal elections. So Joe Biden put Susan Benghazi Rice in charge of his administration's effort to expand mail-in voting to make it easier for Democrats to steal elections. Now, the Free Beacon reported this, and basically um, the idea here is that you're going to see, one way or the other, advancement to mail-in voting you know like we've been saying all along the COVID thing was an opportunity on steroids for them to control the population and the globalists that's what they love to do they love to control populations and they they their dream was to do it with climate change but then Al Gore you know proved himself to be you know an absolute um, fraud <laughs> you know when he cut when he talked about the ice caps melting only to find out that maybe the northern ice caps were melting, but the southern ones grew. That there was more his, ice on. He had on his hand. own
2: inconvenient truth.
1: Yeah, so it was inconvenient truth. But the idea was, why his were words they pushing, returned on him? Why were they pushing this lie? Why were they pushing? You know, why was the head of the Sierra, Sierra Club trusting ninety-seven percent of the scientists who are all getting paid to tell a story using the same flawed data, and they all came up with the same conclusion and they were all getting paid by the government to come up with a false conclusion that at the end of the day, the millions, and if not billions, of dollars that were spent through climate change initiatives, whether it's Solyndra, mm-hmm. that was a billion, billions that yeah. was invested in research and development of solar and found out that company went belly up and Obama's administration was played for a fool. And there was so much cronyism going on with respect to... Friends and family of the administrations getting rich big time on initiatives that never panned out. You got uh, windmills that are uh, locking up under rust and freezing. Uh, they can't. They can't uh, work in sandstorms. Solar panels don't work when it's cloudy out. Uh, the energy. The the cost. The return on investments not working out. You know, they're all good little things as supplements, but not as a main power grid to our our system.
3: Remember
2: what Trump used to say about the solar energy? He used to say "And the windmills, oh, darling, I'm going to watch television. I can't watch television right now, but no wind. We can't watch television.
1: (laughs) You know, but in any case, they did all that in the name of controlling people. They wanted to regulate you. They wanted to enter into these globalist initiatives with the Power, Paris Accord and other global interests. They basically wanted to act like they were helping the developing nations, when, when in fact the whole uh, the whole um, climate initiative was crushing crushing those um, developing nations because the cheapest way to keep warm, stay warm in the winter or cool in the summer, is fossil fuels. But they uh, went through it, and they were basically trying to control people. They wanted to control you with their taxes. They wanted to control in so many other ways. And that, that just proved not to be that true, right? I mean, climate's always changing. We've talked about that last week. But the idea is that this COVID was a new opportunity. I almost think that it's, it's entirely possible that the Chinese terrorists or Chinese terrorism is bio bio weapons, and bio weapons aren't just these things that are made and sprayed out through a, a a chemical gun or a gas gun. You know where we have to we know it's coming, and we're going to wear masks, gas masks, and stuff like we did prior to um, prior to the uh, war in Iraq. We were afraid that they were going to use biochemical weapons and nerve gas and things like that. So the idea was that they wanted to control. So here it is with this whole covid thing, it's bioweapons. And wouldn't have been interesting if it was coordinated. So if China was coordinating, and that's why they had so much agreement. WHO, WTO, the World Trade organization, treating them like a developing nation when we know they're not. The WHO telling you everything you knew about medicine is upside down and inside out. That if it's asymptomatic it could still spread. That that was never the case. And that the, the masks that don't work now so all of a sudden do work. Dr. Fauci was all over the place on this and they just gave him a pass. And he's got patents, and he gave investments to the Wuhan Research Center from the NIH, from your pocket to the Wuhan Institute, and they just extended the ability for Wuhan to get funding through 2024. The same organization that is responsible, allegedly, for this crime against humanity, this terrorism, this biochemical terrorism. And so the idea is you wonder why it is and what did they benefit? Well, China certainly benefited. And that was a win for them. So if you want to go and invest in China and you were supportive of their growth, they just signed a $49 billion or $400, $400 billion uh, deal with Iran. Mm-hmm. So talk about more. Help for Iran, death to Iran, death to America, death to Israel. And now Iran is enriched by being able to supply the biggest population in the world with their oil and natural gas and fossil fuels. The same people that perpetuate this climate initiative. So, you know, in the same country that's considered to be a developing nation that doesn't have to produce nearly as much with the Green uh, Deal or the uh, Paris Accord. And basically they, they get an extension to 2030, whereas the America has to pay out the nose right now because we're already a developed nation. So it crushes our economy and it sends our manufacturing jobs elsewhere because the same people that are endorsing $15 minimum wage are also, in full agreement that slave labor markets in China work great. Nike does it. Every Apple does it. All these libtards do it. All these super liberals who benefit from the Foxconn chip maker in Apple or the uh, person making the sneakers at Nike. And they were all in bed with these globalists. And they benefit from China being... The way they are. in fact, it was um, Justin Trudeau that said, you know the nice thing about uh, a dictatorship is it gets cuts out all the red tape. said it on video. I couldn't believe my ears when I heard it that basically they get to they get to uh, cut out all the red tape. you know it's just a, it's a no it's an easy easy peasy thing. So they're cutting out all these things, and they get together, and I, I just would always say that if you're going to try to do, solve a crime, you've got to figure out who the benefactors are. And the benefactor was certainly not Donald Trump. The benefactor was certainly the globalist establishment aristocratic elite and the Ivy League towers and the editorial boardrooms and probably Hollywood. And the entertainment business, like the NBA and NBC and all of those organizations have directly benefited from not only climate change, bogus climate change initiatives, but now COVID, uh, which is basically climate change on steroids.
2: It's the traditional elites, the university elites, the Wall Street elites, and the Hollywood elites. Yeah. It's the same group. And, they, and
1: they, they, they say these things that sound so nice. $15 minimum wage. But the $15 minimum wage, that crushes manufacturing. That just basically is a, you know, send your manufacturing elsewhere. So what does that do with the working middle class? The working middle class can't find work.
0: Well, so
1: now the working middle class is crushed. The poor are dependent. And the aristocratic elite, they were always liberal because they were not going to test the system. There, there's one thing more powerful than a billionaire. And that's the government. Yeah, The government is the one thing. Just ask Bin Talal in Saudi Arabia when he ran head-to-head ran head with Salomon family, King Salomon. They didn't like each other. And he was strung up in the Ritz-Carlton, upside down and shaken down. A billionaire has no, <clears throat> no uh, leverage against a military, or against a SWAT team of FBI agents. Just ask... You know, just ask Paul Manafort or Roger Stone or any of these people that have gotten their doors busted in. You know, poor girl, Christian girl with her boyfriend walked through the Capitol that was wide open on January 6th. And the FBI apparently just raided her house. Yeah. She's living out in the... uh out west somewhere.
2: Well, there are signs in D.C. I I haven't seen them as much lately where they basically say, if you know anything about anybody involved with this. And you could see that this is a a Pandora's box for creating false allegations and going into people's privacy.
1: Where were they with Eric Ciaramella lying? And where where were they with all these other people? You know, Mark Zaid waging a coup against our country, saying the first series of many steps... There will be lawyers involved, ultimately impeachment. A coup has started. He tweeted that. It's still an active live tweet. I'm not making it up.
2: Yeah, that wasn't taken down.
1: That's not a threat to uh, the country. Yeah. Waging a coup against the sitting uh, duly elected president of the United States.
2: I guess it all depends on who's deciding and who who is the arbiter of what. No, of the scales what is, are out of balance. You know, of what we can what we can or cannot put on social media or other platforms.
1: All right, so we have two callers that are calling in. I'm going to take the one that called in first. I know that this is uh, Matt from PA, and basically, uh, we, had, we did not get the uh, mail yet, and we did check it we on Sunday. We did check it. Yeah. Um, so let's see, we're going to take Matt. Matt, welcome to the Scott Adams Show.
0: Yeah, it's Matt, M-A-C. Hey, Scott. Yeah, oh, I don't Matt. know what's yeah. going on. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go trace to the games for you, but basically what it is, so you know when you get it. The, the one movie is The Sacred Fire of the American Pulpit, and I've been nailing them all over because it's based on something I've heard. Charles Finney in 1873 said, if we're going to lose the country, we're going to lose it from the pulpits. And you have preachers that, and I've been in churches that call themselves independent, fundamental Baptist, premillennial, soul, and whole nine, nine yards on on the sign, but inside they're not that. I call them state-run churches. They wear face diapers. You have a an assistant pastor whose <laughs> whose wife is a has a master's degree in nursing. He's wearing this thing. I call them face diapers because the germs back up and he winds up in the hospital with pneumonia. the nearly dies. And he's back to wearing them. You have you have uh, churches where they they quit, they say they, they repeat what Obama says, "Si se puede," in, in Spanish in a Spanish church, and then and then when Trump comes in, they cr- they they crack on him and say this is wrong. And then my wife and I were both sitting there, and we both yelled out at the same time, "No, see. That's not the way it is." Uh-huh. You have other churches that just they, they say one thing on the sign, they do another. they they, they stand for nothing. They fall for everything. They're pink panted, yellow bellied cowards that that don't stand up. And the movie the movie, The Sacred Five American Pulpit, again, I didn't get this memo in high school or in a, in elementary school when I took history. The red coats are coming, the red coats are coming. Not the way it happened. When right. that happened, when, when when Paul Revere saw the North Church, one it by land, two it by sea, he got on a fast horse and he rode as fast as he could. He didn't go yelling through the streets because one-third of the country were loyalists. And he went to his pastor, who, who rounded up 130-minute men, and said "If the war of independence is going to start. It's going to start from the grounds of the church. It's going to start here. And that's the truth. That's in the journals. So, and they were called the Black Robe Regiment. The British were more scared of them than anything else. And they were, and they were burning churches back then. It didn't start with the KKK. It started with the British, the Tyrannists. And eventually, you know what happened? We won our independence, but it was because of the sacred fire of the American pulpit. The movie Esther, which is a loner, was, well, you know about that story. Haman gets, gets routed, hangs from his own noose, because why? Pray and fast for me, and if I perish, I perish. And this is related to a classic message by Jack Hiles. This kind. This kind goeth not by prayer and fast. And he was a minister... He started at Anderson College, but years before that, when he was a young minister, he was in a church in Marshall, Texas. that was at 13, and it didn't grow. It didn't move. So he said, I want to see what this, Lord, you're all about, Lord. And he went and stayed in a little hotel about five minutes up the road, and he prayed and fasted for a week. Nothing was happening. He said, okay, and then, Lord, whatever it takes. Then he gets a phone call saying his father, who, as far as he knew, was lost, fell off a sore, saw horse hanging sheetrock and died. I didn't mean it, Lord, I didn't mean, I didn't mean. So he goes to his father's gravesite, spends the whole night there. Lord, until I get that power, I'm not, again, still hadn't broken his fast. I'm, sta- I'm praying and stand here. And at the, at the wee hours of the morning, he sensed he got it. The church went from 13 to 1,000. <clears> and different things like this were happening there. That, who's the meanest guy in this town? And he found the meanest bootlegger. So we're going to go see him. Well, that mean, mean bootlegger gets saved, others, and, and there was a revival. We need to pray, and we, we need to see the problem. We need to pray and fast, and we need to occupy until he comes. And that's the gist of those two movies. And I'm wow. going to check to see that. Uh, I'm going to check with the post office in Broomall. I'm going to do another trace to see what's going on with it.
1: All right. Thank you. Yeah.
0: But. Thank you. That. we're fighting the old rascal with devil here because you're going to something. And I love you, and I'm praying for both of you. You have a great day, and thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Thank Matt. Thank you. All
1: right. Thank you. All right. Well, that's great. Uh, I love calls like that. Yeah. By the way, speaking of, um, I'm going to touch base with Julie here in just a moment, but um, we just uh, revamped ScottAdamsShow.com. And um, if you go with your phone, particularly the scottadamshow.com the logo click on my face and you actually get a uh, a mobile player and you click on the um, call into the show host Top Talk and basically what you get is you get to dial into the show simply by putting your thumb on that, that logo it says call in live 215 Top Talk and you get to do that and we got Three play, three live feed players, and we also have my all my podcasts, all our podcasts, and um, and we also have news a news ticker, and that's just on the front page. Access to all of our social media, it's all there. Yep, and it fits the mobile screen perfectly, and uh, it's kind of a nice thing. So, um, want you all, you know, encourage you all to check it out, and um, and we'll, we're we're going to go ahead and take Julie. Uh, oh, by the way, that is at com, And, you know, um, a lot of times people can make uh, a, a phone app and put it on their homepage of their phone. Yeah. Just um, click the uh, option button and just say make it a shortcut or put it on your homepage. And with the iPhone, it's really easy. And um, in any case, that's uh, and then it almost becomes like the website itself is almost like an app. So, hey Julie! welcome to the Scott Adams Show.
3: Oh, good morning, good morning, Happy Easter to everyone. Happy hey, Easter. I have an idea. I was thinking, why don't we have a good old fashioned Trump rally, a boat caravan and and a car caravan and 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 a big old church service and just Everybody, come on, drive down to the southern border and come in and all the numbers that voted for Trump that able-bodied and just blockade the whole southern border and prevent anybody from coming across. And and Trump was going to go down and visit the border. Let's all go down and meet him and stop all transit and traffic going through the from the southern border. Let's see if we can all... Just show everybody a message how big of a number voted for Trump, <laughs> yeah. and just stop it all from coming across the border in just one big giant traffic jam, boat jam, anything we can gather. <laughs> yeah, <Get the> thought.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, all that is is turning uh, turning heads of cattle, people, these illegal migrants, turning them into ID numbers. And once you get them, their, your hooks on their ID, it's a systematic approach to mail fraud. That's all it is.
3: Well, that's, let's just go and stop all the traffic. Just force them. Just take every able-bodied car in a big, giant car caravan yeah. and just say no
1: more. Talking, talking yesterday about something, and I said... When, when would you ever hire the government to do any service for you? Like, I certainly wouldn't want to hire the government to do my mail, but I have to use them because uh, they they got a monopoly.
2: I try, I'm trying to do something with the post office right now. i got to tell you, I've had to make something like three phone calls, yeah. all types of follow-ups. It's insane.
1: You know, Amtrak, you know, oh, the, the, yeah. the train system in Europe is ten times better. Um and, and so Amtrak uh, drops the ball, and the post office can't do their job. They're they're out, they're they're completely one upped by UPS and FedEx, and it's private industry is is where it's at. Why why the why our government is in the business of any of these things is beyond me. These should be all privatized. There should be com- competition. There shouldn't be a mon- uh, the, allowed to be a mon- monopoly. Every time the government gets involved with anything, it becomes a monopoly, and then you lack you know innovation, and you you get sucked stuck with high prices. Yeah.
2: Very very
3: true. Absolutely, it's scary as all get out. Think just the thought of Biden Biden's group putting together an, together an infrastructure plan. Do you imagine just the thought of that, the, the incompetent behavior of all those people? What in the world are they going to come up with to destroy our country even further? Oh, we have to go out and blockade the southern border no well, more. I mean, would no you hire COVID. Would
1: you hire: Ask yourself, would you hire any one of those women from the squad to do anything? I, would, I wouldn't trust uh, Ohan Omar with my dog or cat <laughs> um, to, to walk it. Um, you know, Nancy Pelosi, do you think she could really like, you know, work a conveyor belt or or do whatever? You know, I mean, could she could she do anything? This woman can barely like make it from one room in a salon to the next room. Um, Maxine Waters is about as dumb as a bag of rocks. The people that are running the show in the most senior levels of our government, you wouldn't hire for the most remedial job. I wouldn't hire her to make a pizza well
3: the the whole all of New Jersey is full of those solar farms, and they're the most ridiculous things in the world because probably at this point only fifty percent of the panels are actually workable because just they deteriorate by time and and as Trump said, it's a thirty three year a thirty year payback where you get it takes thirty years to get your money back how and the solar panels actually break down after about 10 years so none of it makes sense and wind power all they do is kill the birds it, 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 let's get together and 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 actually use some intelligence
1: well well i think it starts with actually um you know like what we're doing we're going after what we can what what we, we can't beat the democrats uh when we're not unified ourselves. What we have to do is hold Ronald McDaniel accountable. We have to get rid of the rhinos that are constantly a thorn in the side of our progress. Uh certainly they were a thorn in the side of Donald Trump. You know, Biden he is completely out the luncheon yet he's got he gets a, a you know basically this unified uh front that supports him. And it's not just the Democrats in Congress and in the Senate, but it's it's the um, mainstream media that asks him softball questions, helps him complete sentences, covers up for all of his thing, uh, all of his um, shortcomings, and uh, the media never did that for Trump. You know, they, uh, they they gave him hardball every single step of the way. They were completely and utterly unfair with their questioning. I mean, Jen Saki stands up there and gets away with. She could say anything and get away with it. They, poor McEner, we'll have to get back at you, yeah. Uh, yeah we'll poor uh, Kaylee Kaylee got it. yeah.
2: But she but she gave it right back, Kaylee. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but yeah, every day was a constant struggle. Yeah, it was struggle, constant, it was constant, constant you know.
2: It's like going up against the firing squad. But you know, every the day. ratings
1: are way down. You know, nobody even nobody did, cares. Nobody watches the press conference. Nobody. I'm hearing these numbers about Joe Biden where he, he'll do like a video. Yeah, he, he gets like a thousand um, views on on a video of some sort. Nobody's even tuning in. Everybody's like. You know, that's a fraud. That's a joke. Nobody's even wasting their time with it. And that includes because they the know Democrats. They, they know he's not really the president. They know that this was a scam. This was a coup against our country. And what I'm, I'm I don't even watch Joe Biden. Nobody I used to does. watch, I watched every rally. Yeah. I watched every press conference with Donald Trump because you knew that oh, it was great. all business. But I don't watch Joe Biden because I, it's a complete farce.
3: If if he's going to go down to the border, I think we ought to just have one big giant caravan and all head down there. And well, just let's block do it. The all right. and well, all get it in your from car. Coming through. All right. And just... <laughs>
1: all right, Julie.
3: We need a Trump rally. <laughs> we
1: do. We do. We need more Trump.
3: Yes, we do. All right, Julie. going to destroy Matt Gates. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's bye-bye. that's
1: pitiful. Happy right. Easter. Happy Easter. Bye. Right. Bye. Yeah, it's crazy stuff there. Um, the the uh, Matt Gates thing. So we'll see what happens there.
2: And Joe Biden is announcing a... A new infrastructure plan like nobody cares it's like everything he does it the the, the more the interest is in how long can joe talk how, mm. what will what questions will he actually take from re- reporters it's a it's a total yeah. 360 degree, so, degree turn i
1: wanted to finish up on the voter fraud thing and then i have this thing i want to talk about with masks and it's a uh, so it goes like this president joe biden put controversial former national security susan rice uh, in charge of directing hundreds of federal agencies and departments to expand access to mail in voting. Biden signed an executive order, another executive order, in March that put Rice, now the assistant to the president for domestic policy, in charge of soliciting strategies from federal agencies to produce relevant information on expanded voting registration procedures. Federal agencies must submit to Rice. A strategic plan outlining the ways identified under the review that the emergency can promote voter registration and voter participation within 200 days under the term of the order. Agencies shall consider ways to expand citizens' opportunities to register. And remember, you keep hearing that, right? Yeah. And I said to the audience here, I said, I've never seen anything like this. But every time I turn on Facebook or Twitter yes. or anything, and it's always these liberal ones. Yeah that they were pushing this re- voter registration. Yeah. And so now they're going to get every single piece of the government right to get registrations. So basically they can get, once they get to get you registered, the ballot becomes a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Because then everybody gets a ballot. And like I said about the invoice scenario, they created a ballot like they create an invoice. Do they have to mail that out? No. Can they mail can they create it? Uh, like you, in QuickBooks, you can create an invoice and then you can pay the invoice without ever mailing the invoice. You can pay with a credit card. The same thing is true with a ballot. Once the ballot, once the person gets registered, they're automatically associated with a ballot. Now that ballot becomes something that you could do anything you want with it based on the current system. You know, and it's interesting, these voting machines, for example, when you vote, yeah, you fill out your form. And you put it in a machine. Um, at that point, you really technically didn't vote. That went into the machine, but the machine didn't take your vote and calculate it. Right. It didn't count it. Count it. You and, don't. You don't
2: really have a receipt that your vote was. And counted. there's no
1: receipt. Yeah. So and I always thought that was strange. I'm like, wouldn't it be? Re-
2: wouldn't it be great if you saw something like X amount of voters, and then you you go in. And yours goes in and it goes up by one you understand what I'm saying no like so many people have voted and then you go in and you see that when you're voting right and then you go in and suddenly it's up by one you know when you do online polls you see things like that yeah you know it would maybe it would make us feel better
1: oh when it ticks up one. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah I see what you're saying yeah. yeah oh I got I got what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah no that would that
2: psychologically it might make people feel better
1: right how many people voted
2: well i'm in here now one more came in yeah
1: agencies shall, shall consider ways to expand citizens opportunities to register like as if there hasn't been enough re- opportunities <laughs> already right uh, to vote and to obtain information about and participate in the electoral process now that sounds great but what they're doing is they're trying to get every citizen well they don't even know if it's a citizen do they right. because they they're the same people that are fighting tooth and nail to say on a to to take off the census that you're, yeah. you ask whether you're a citizen yeah. are you a citizen of the United States no that's a racist question remember that
2: well then how come it's on every other form
1: <laughs> no but you you do require that no of course that, right? i remember yeah. that yeah So it requires agencies to distribute registration and vote-by-mail ballot application forms as well as to assist any applications in completing the forms. It also pushes agencies to allow approved nonpartisan third-party organizations and state officials to provide voter registration services on agency premises. Critics of Biden's order warn that it represents a massive federal government overreach into election policies. Put in place by state lawmakers, Chase Martin, legal affairs uh, director for the Foundation of Government Accountability, said the order is an overly broad federal mandate. The order is about inflicting the federal government's will on the states. There's a ton of room for this process to be abused. And of course, that's why they're doing it. The Biden administration did not respond to a request for comment, obviously. Rice has come under fire for her tenure as national security advisor, blah, blah, blah. And that's that. So this is just another way that they're going to get more and more people. And you better believe that one of the um, areas that they're going to be focused on is, hel- um, is Homeland Security. Yeah. And they're going to uh, basically get every single person that crosses the border illegally, and they're going to process them as a registered voter. You watch. They're not even a citizen yet, and that's exactly what they're going to do. And that is disturbing. All right, so we um, want to get to this other thing where it says this. It says, um, um, respect for the country is optional. U.S. athletes will be allowed to protest national anthem at U.S. Olympic trials. Can you believe this? U.S. Olympic Committee gets woke. So starting this year, U.S. athletes will be allowed to kneel, sit, hold a fist up, turn their back on when the national anthem is played at the Olympic trials. Democrats call this progress. No longer are students or athletes expected to respect their country or its flag. Now that's an opportunity uh, that people take who raises these children? Yeah. Who raises... Exactly. I get to tell you, <laughs> I well, number one, I, I've never seen a wrestler do it. Okay. I, I, we follow... Um, college am, wrestling. Know, college yeah. and Olympic wrestling. Yeah. You know, not the fake stuff, you know, but the... Um, yeah, we
2: always qualify it and say not the fake stuff. Well, you know. My brother used to do that too. He'd say not the fake stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, real wrestling. And I've never seen a wrestler do that. Now, I'm sure there are liberal, I know there are liberal wrestlers. Okay. Not not this one, not me. But the idea is, Um. I just haven't seen it in that sport. Just like uh, we, were talk- we were talking to uh, a friend of ours in D.C., and we mentioned hockey yeah. in the Washington Capitals. And I said, you know, that's probably the last sport in terms of pro sports mm-hmm. to where they're not doing that. Baseball, yeah, yeah pretty good. But basketball and, and football. And you know what's, what's uh, sort of sad about that is those te- seem to be the two sports with the highest percentage of black people. Yeah. So there seems to be this black influence uh, into Black Lives Matter and the Marxist group. But see, every black conservative I've ever met thinks that that is terrible to do. Right, taking a knee. Every black conservative I ever met doesn't feel like they need a reparation or a handout or that they're a victim. They feel more empowered than ever that they have more opportunities than ever before in advancing their careers and believing in themselves. And so it's really not about skin color. It's, it's truly about political ideology And whether or not you feel like you want to be a victim today or feel like you want to be a different gender today or feel like you want to disrespect your country and the people that died and gave their bloodshed for your country and your freedom. You know, at the end of Saving Private Ryan, when he asks the question, have I earned it? And when Tom Hanks was Saving Private Ryan, which was played by Matt Damon, And they said, as he was dying, hunting him down, trying to get him to freedom. As he's dying, he says to the guy's dying wish was, uh, just earn it. Earn it. Earn this. Earn this. I gave up my life for you. Earn this. It's almost biblical, isn't it? Yes, it it is. Right? You know, God gave his life for us. Right? What are we doing with that sacrifice? Are we earning it? Are we living our life? With purpose and meaning and respectability? Are we doing right by our neighbors? It's not hard to do. It's pretty simple. And I'm not going to lecture anybody. But what I'm saying is, is that these people that are taking a knee, they don't have one ounce of this gratitude that I think is so important that we make sure we're aware of having that in our hearts. These people that take a knee are disrespecting all those people that gave them their freedom. Do that, and so who's raising these people that do not have that level of awareness that that are showing utter disrespect? You might as well just spit in somebody's face, and and who raised you to do that? A, a, what what kind of society are we living in well, where that when that per, that's same, perpetuated
2: it's part of the same systemic movement you've got the anti anti-cops anti-flag yeah, anti-military I mean, anti-god it's all part of the same yeah, thing yeah
1: but you know Olympics athletes they work so hard they're yeah. so disciplined they're you know usually you get to be a great athlete because you you've done everything by the rules right you've played by the book you've Trained hard, you've kept a good diet. You've made sacrifices, right. and that's what it's, a lot of it's about. generally speaking. A person built like that doesn't then all of a sudden take a knee. Now we, we, we Rapino, remember the uh, woman soccer player? Yes, yes. You know, again, uber lefty, uber liberal, uh, decides to do that. This is not about race per se, but in pro sports, basketball and football, do it. Hockey not as much and and baseball not so much either, so I'm only supporting sports that respect our country and respect those who have uh are fallen heroes um and we gotta do better, but um.
2: That's why we used to talk about baseball as being American. You know, as American as baseball and apple pie, remember? Well, and, We used expressions uh, like that. And all
1: it is is, you know, they're either going to ruin the Olympics through transgender athletes competing. Uh, and again, somebody called in and said, you never see it going the other way. <laughs> you never see a, a woman wanting to compete with the men, right? Right, you never it's see always that happening. It's the Abby. men that want to beat up on the women, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so here's another thing. Before we head out of Dodge, it's uh, when it comes to wearing a face mask. It's time to challenge the pseudo science. So uh, we we do want to get uh, ten penny on. Yeah, um, we're going to work to do that. Uh, the intense propaganda to coerce you to wear a face mask is not based on science. It is pure political power play designed to force you and your children to submission right that's what i've been saying yeah that's what this article is saying that's what it is and it says this is not my opinion it's what the science shows let us start with the size of the virus the coronavirus measures 0.125 microns i don't know what a micron is but it sounds pretty small
2: sounds pretty small
1: like a terabyte sounds really big but a micron sounds really small So let us take a look at how effective masks of different types are in preventing smoke from escaping out of a dummy's mouth. Note, according to an article by NIH researchers, tobacco smoke ranges in size from 0.3, okay, instead of 0.125, which is a, a coronavirus, tobacco smoke ranges in size from 0.3 to 0.5, so three to four four times larger than a coronavirus, with a small geometric standard deviation, indicating few ultrafine less than 0.1 micro, microns.
2: A uh, micron partic- is particles. one millionth of a meter. Micron is short for the word micrometer, so one millionth of a meter is what a micron is.
1: So when the, there's a there's a video of the person with the mask and the smoke just goes right out through the mask. Now, I know my father uh, hit me up with this test and said, put the mask on and try to blow out a candle. And I said, I can't blow out the candle. But when you see this other test where the smoke seeps out mm-hmm. through your mask, that's just definitely an obvious that and this is much thicker. So if you think that wearing a mask is protecting you from COVID, you are deluded. I already know if anybody ever comes up to me and says, uh, you know, put your damn mask on or, you know, or why are you not wearing a mask? I'm going to basically say to them, here's my canned response. My canned response is, do masks work? Like inquisitively. And they're going to be like, doggone sure it works. <laughs> that's what they said, right? So they were like, "Okay, I'm just going to keep on walking." And I'm going to be like, "Then you should be fine, because you're wearing one."
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, so if you're wearing the mask, it's fine. You know, you're wearing a mask. That's great. You think you're fine? Fine. That's fine. What's fine with you is fine with me. So you want to wear a mask, but don't tell me to strap on a mask that keeps my back bacteria in my mouth. If you. Think that wearing a mask is protecting you from COVID. You are deluded. As you can see in the preceding video, smoke particles, which are much larger than COVID-19 virus, pass through the mask and circulate in the air. You might as well wear a clean sock on your ear as opposed to covering your mouth and nose with a mask. Works just the same, which is another way of saying useless. So there's this thing he says, if you... Want more in-depth explanation from an ex- experienced physician? Please take time to listen to the following presentation by Dr. Lee Merritt, Merritt spelled M-E-R-R-I-T-T. That's Dr. Lee Merrick, and he has a uh, a piece on masks and the science and myths surrounding them. To recap, size matters. The only way to really protect yourself against the COVID virus if it is present, is to wear an enclosed respirator, a spacesuit. I want to reiterate one of the Dr. Merrick's key points. Humidity in the air helps limit the spread of the virus. If you are in a dry, low-humidity hu- environment, the airborne virus will travel further, up to 27 feet, according to one of the studies cite, cited by Dr. Merritt. So warm, moist air acts as a barrier of sorts to the COVID virus. The water droplets in the humidity air capture the virus and take it to the ground. So that's how that works. So it's time to change the pseudoscience that commands you to uh, wear a mask. But most of you already have figured out the scam. For example, you are told you must wear a mask when you enter a restaurant or a bar. Once you are seated, however, magic happens and you are told you can remove your mask. You are still in relative close contact with friends and strangers, yet now it's a safe it's it, it is safe to not wear the mask. We must push back against this insanity and refuse to submit to demands not grounded in science. The gross hypocrisy keeps piling up, and Catholic priests threatened a pregnant parishioner, for example, with arrest If she did not put on the mask, but you can bet your 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 bottom bottom (laughs) that priest, your bottom bottom. (laughs) Well, it says something else uh, (laughs) would not hesitate to break federal law and grant sanctuary to illegal aliens. That's the other thing. That's the other hypocrisy surrounding that. So there's a lot of hypocrisy there, yes, and we're supposed to believe one thing but not the other, like when de Blasio says it's okay for Black Lives Matter to go out and protest in a group, but if you you know if you're a Trump supporter, you can't you can't do yeah. that, so you can go on Fifth Avenue and paint Black Lives Matter down the street and not worry about um you know getting the the covid uh or you can riot and beat up police and beat up trump supporters and set buildings on fire and club people over the head in the name of woke justice you know this whole political correctness thing too you know that was the great thing about trump and when he got rid of all that um i do see a caller just called in and unfortunately we're we're uh right at the end of our show um that does bring us to the end of our show today the scott adams show And um, be sure to check out the new scottadamsshow.com website where uh, we have a lot of new little goodies up there. And it's uh, looking pretty good. It still has some finishing touches to do, but it's a a really great uh, new uh, website that you'll enjoy. And then be sure to check out our nonprofit organization, buglecall.org and magapack.org. Uh, And check out the latest polls that we've posted up there. Uh, They're fun polls. And also sign up for our newsletter. It's free. Sign up for the newsletter, and you'll be happy that you did. So go to redstaytalkradio.com, go to buglecall.org, magapack.org, scottadamshow.com for the latest in what we're doing with regard to taking our country back. With that, my name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Cravetta. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye now.
0: Just to bury my kids right up to there.